Hey everyone, I'm Yannick, the Consciousness Doula, and I'm here to help you birth a new reality. I'm a spiritual life coach, channel, and writer who is committed to assisting humanity in our ascension in consciousness. First, through how I be in the world, and secondly, through what I do. And I'm Jess, also known as Ray Solar. I'm a holistic practitioner, a spiritual channel, and a student of the ever-expanding universe. This season of our podcast is dedicated to the Divine Feminine, depicting the ways Black women are ushering in the new paradigm in their own lives and the collective through their spiritual practices and their businesses, careers, and passion projects. Thanks for listening. Let's get started in the show. Hey, Elevated listeners. Thanks for joining us this week. Unique, how are you feeling on this? So what is it, Sunday? (laughs) Great, I'm feeling alive uplifted our conversation with anita just you know put a spark in me i feel healed and just we reframed and we trained and like i've been through a fire that's really how i feel every time i talk to anita so i'm so glad that she joined (laughs) us for our discussion Uh, this week because she has so much knowledge to share and anita is an la native currently living in santa clarita i met her at the local college and uh, she's become one of my nearest and dearest friends and she lives out here with her family and she describes herself as funny peculiar loving and insightful and she said that the best parts of her experience are being expressed through the relationship she nurtures as a mother sister wife friend and her practices she's currently a, a yogi in, tra- in yogi in training or a yogini, I should say, like Britt taught us in our first episode. So she's here talking to us all about limitations and the different scales of limitations that we experience uh, in our lives and how we can really reframe them and ultimately overcome them. So I hope you guys enjoy this discussion. Today we are talking all about limitations Mm-hmm. And the wide spectrum of limitations that exist, um, both internal as well as external. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a theme that a lot of us are dealing with right now and coming across on, like I said, different levels, different ways that we feel these limitations, but putting a positive spin on them and not necessarily taking it as uh, something negative to be limited. Mm-hmm. So the first topic we can kind of dive into is let's talk about like daily limitations because every day I'm sure we could pinpoint a moment where we were stopped or we weren't able to get what we want or do exactly what we wanted to do exactly how we wanted to do it. Um, so like things like job rejections, money problems, relationship stuff. Um, and I think personally, it's really important to take these moments in the moment and be very present with them. And I'd like to hear how you guys kind of work that because it's easier said than done to be present with your um, your emotions, especially when it's something like a limitation that can invoke negative emotions. So um, things like taking it as a not yet. I know Anita and I have talked about that a lot, saying not yet rather than it's it's not a no. So what do you guys have to say about that? I'll go with Anita first. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that um, when we look at limitations, I think it's just so important to, especially like anything that has 
the historical feel of like stop on any level. Mm-hmm. I think it's important that to always like redefine what that means for you. Because mm-hmm. the way that you started off your journey wasn't 100% necessarily all about you. It was about the whole context of the family or the roles that you play. And so what we find as we, you know, journey through in living our lives, it's really a re- more of a rediscovering of yourself. So then when you look at the word limitation, what does that mean for you? Mm-hmm. So like what you were saying just recently, Ray, when you and I were talking about, you know, just this concept of limitation as it relates to abundance, you know, I had like some, you know, (laughs) I had some, some, some issues in that area of like, I wanted to like smooth some stuff out because, you know, I just kept feeling like every time I was thinking about abundance or wanting to settle in into this idea or feeling state of abundance, limitation would always pop up. And And I just felt like, what is that all about? And then just given where we are right now, it felt like a very appropriate time to unpack it and to like really look at it. And, and, and it was really something as simple as I needed to update. I needed to do a software update on how I was looking at limitation, you know, limitation, you know what I mean? And it's like Mm -hmm. all limitation for me was about, was understanding that, you're just momentarily restricted on what you would prefer to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I love that. That's a really powerful reframe. Yes. Yes. And it was, and it was like, ah, then it helped me soften into a universal truth of there is no, no, there's only, yes, we only, we live in an inclusive Mm -hmm. universe. There is no, no. Mm -hmm. However, there are moments in life where we do feel stopped or halted or restricted on things that we might want to do or places that we might want to go. And if we're not really, like you said, reframing, then we look at that as, oh, that means this, or this means that. Well, no, really, what does it mean? Because there is no universal limitation and there is no no. Yeah. So what is that? What is it really meaning on a more personal level for you? And it's like, ah, okay, it's a not right now. Mm-hmm. Got it. I love that. It's, I love how you really brought up the fact that we need to know what these things mean for us, because at the end of the day, if you're coming up against something that is, you know, being perceived as limiting you right now, if you create an identity around it, Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm this Mm -hmm. because I can't do this thing right now, then of course you're constantly going to be limited Mm -hmm. because now you're making something that was, like you said, a temporary, not yet into this grand no that then makes you know a certain statement about who you are as a exactly exact and then we give our power away because now we're disrespectful to the concept of correspondence and we really Mm. underestimate the fact that we can always go to that space. Maybe we may not be able to go there physically, but we can visualize that space. We can, and we can create that feeling exactly. that you think you'll have in that space. Exactly. Exactly. And there we go. You know, when you don't really, when you don't, and, and those aren't really major things. They're little soft 
shifts or pivots do you know what I mean from where you are yeah so it's not and and to me I feel like one of the ways that I try to stay up on that is through my self-care regime like I can't Mm. like falter on that at all because that's how I pick up these things that are true for me because in my self-love self-care moments I'm reflecting I'm asking questions because now I'm in that space of feeling safe and feeling open and feeling vulnerable and feeling all those things. So I'm allowing a level of, you know, truth seeing for me that I probably wouldn't see if I didn't intentionally carve out that space daily for myself. That's a good point. And it's like, once you shine a light on it, there's no putting it back in the dark. Exactly. That's, it's admirable because for me, I'm trying to make my Sundays, like at least if I can get a Sunday of just like really focusing on the self-care, then that's the step I'm currently on. But like talking about limitations from my, my own personal perspective, I would see the fact that I don't have a daily practice in place yet as a limitation in itself. And then allow, allow that to let me slip further rather than stopping in my tracks mm-hmm. in the present and saying, well, the fact that I don't have it every day is, isn't a limitation because today is today mm-hmm. and I can do it right now. That's yeah. it. And, you know, and, 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 and let me just say this too, like we can all like take a page out of the be easy on yourself book, like on way more levels than what we do, mm-hmm. you know, and, everything is about timing and what is right for you you know because sometimes you have to respect the see this this, it's like healing goes through so many various stages and phases it's not the same you know and like and what I mean by it's not the same situations are not the same but the themes that play out are the ones that are the same and so the idea Mm. is like how do you get to a point that when things start cycling around or phasing around or for the most part you always know what is what are the clothes you're going to wear in the spring you always know for the most part what you're wearing in the summer what you're wearing in the fall what you're wearing in the winter regardless to exactly when the season touches down you live life long enough to then kind of get adjust for how to be comfortable when you travel through these different places. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but when you don't take a moment and say, okay, you know what, regardless to whatever is going on, I'm going to stop and I'm going to take like 45 days and I'm going to just take a bath without excuse. Mm-hmm. I'm going to draw a bath every day. And I'll leave it open whether I want to do it in the morning or whether I want to do it in the evening, whatever. But, like, that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to sit my behind there, like, no more than, no less than an hour. And that's what it's going to be. And I'm going to just settle into the space. And sometimes it just has to start there. Because, you know what I mean? That's what you can do. And when you start practicing working with limitations from this confound of, mm. okay, I'm clear about what my current restrictions are, but what do I have right now that's within reach that I can empower myself to just soften and deepen and widen in a little bit more? That, yes. yeah, I love that. Couldn't say that that's perfect. I definitely think that if we 
give ourselves that space to work with the the so-called limitation mm-hmm. instead of you know feeling like we're crippled by it mm-hmm. then we can get what it is we need done done mm-hmm. because we get that way we take it out of our head and bring it into the body exactly and then that's important now for what we're especially dealing with as a as a collective because that's a theme that we could apply every day for the rest of our lives but now it's really quite like honestly outside our door outside our windows like there's limitations kind of sinking in Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. we aren't Where able to ignore it. And how long you can be there. So. And, 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 you know, and life is just asking, you know, can you have some reverence or respect for like, this is just where we are right now. Yeah. This is just where that we're no one's saying that this is going to be the new, new way to live. But for right now, this is where we are. And can you accept that? Can there be room and space for that? And if that answer is no, that's okay too. And then sit with that. And then when you're, and then set and set a timer and and then feel away (laughs) for however long that that time is going. And then when you start hearing that buzzer go off, start to slowly bring yourself to where we are. And then, what do you, what's the first thing that you would like to do that, you know, would make you feel really good about where you are? And if you don't have yeah. that answer, then go ahead and set another timer. Keep sitting there because there's levels to this. Yeah, that, that's your main job, right? Yes. Now, to make sure that you can accept the present moment. That's it. That's yeah. it. That's how you know when like real healing is present in one's life is because there is an acceptance for all things. Yeah, there's room for it all. It doesn't have to be anything other than what it is. We can actually enjoy <laughs> our life instead of seeing it as a series of limitations. Exactly, It's just your own life experience and it is what it is. And it's all part of your story and it's all part of your journey. And it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't it can't be better. One hundred percent. Yes. It's perfect the way that it is, regardless of whether. Yeah. And, and but th- but see that tells you something because when you say that, either you're gonna say, "Fuck that, no, it's not." I have mm-hmm. no appreciation for this, or you're gonna be like, mm. Ooh, "You know what? Yes." And either way, either where you are, it's fine because you know where you are. So if you know where you yes. are, then you know where you're going. You don't have to, you know, be like, okay, no, I don't see that. I don't see that. I see this. I, yeah, you don't have to do that. If you're willing to just look and see the pattern, just the willingness to look and see alone shifts, shifts and changes all potentials and possibilities. Yeah. Totally. You gotta know what's there to deal with it. Yes. Otherwise, we're just uh, internalizing it and setting these own, these own, our own barriers, our own walls that we then get so comfortable with that we don't even notice that it starts from within. Yes. Yeah, I think but, it was even great about the history of of that, the history of limitation mm-hmm. and what what that feels like, and for the human being, and and the fact is like being physical, you're already limited. Yeah, in those limitations. So you're not going to live your fullest, you know, expanded self here as a human being, because you're going to have those limitations of that physical body. But 
at the same time, that's still an experience that you chose. And there's something freeing in that. You know what? And I'm glad you said that because on that note, let's even tap on culturally what does that mean as black people right Mm -hmm. yeah we we have to also be mindful of the fact that a lot of the things that we're feeling in this time of constriction or restriction or Mm -hmm. like perceived limit is ancestrally there's a lot of things coming up the way that our history has been written we're not comfortable with that idea because there hasn't been anything that has panned out for us that we perceive as good or beneficial as a result of lim- being limited because yeah. we've we've literally had to go through or come through hundreds of years of purposeful intentful breaking down systematic breakdown and limiting and shoving down and pushing down and stripping away of who or what we are you know so we have to also be mindful especially culturally of wherever Mm -hmm. you might be coming from some of these things that you're dealing with emotionally and mentally and in your body aren't even just your things because when we start this healing journey and this healing process you know, you're making a choice to do things that's that's shifting and changing things from on ancestral levels as well. That's true. It's in our DNA, and and it's kind of like a hint towards um, what limits we carry. Yes. Looking in our family mm. pods, looking in our childhood, yes, and acknowledging if our parents uh, not only held these limits but mm-hmm. also taught them to us. If the adults and anybody really around us in that unit. Um, had their limits and they weren't able to properly release them then more likely than not we also carry them on a subconscious level so it's really about like you were talking about earlier sitting with ourselves and asking ourselves these questions until something comes up and we may be shocked and surprised and um, acknowledge things that we didn't even realize we were holding and we're limiting ourselves in that aren't really even ours but doesn't mean that we weren't holding space for them yes yeah and but the thing is too like we couldn't we could have really been the first person in that line to like have the time or the luxury whatever it takes to be like okay what am i feeling what's going on you know what can i release you know you got to be at a certain state and a lot of us didn't have family members who had that luxury that's that's where we have to show gratitude for especially the time we're in right now where we have this pause and we have all this time to think and be bored and I've never resonated more with how my grandma used to get on me about being (laughs) bored and there's never really a reason to be bored because I (laughs) totally get that now because there's so much to do and Mm. being bored I think is a limitation in itself Mm -hmm. telling yourself that you're Mm -hmm. bored Mm kind of sets you into it to where you don't you're not looking for something to do but we are blessed with this time now to kind of explore ourselves and see what we really want to spend our time doing versus what we've been uh, conditioned or taught ourselves to do and you know and it's like to and like to both of you ladies points it's like we needed this like rest Mm -hmm. regardless honestly to whatever people might want to think or feel the way that the whole planet was moving it was not even sustainable with the amount yeah. of energy and disconnect, you know what I mean? And lack of love and interconnectedness. Like there was so many things that we were missing that I couldn't, I personally couldn't even see 
how there was going to even be a shift because the way that we were going just it didn't afford for that mm-hmm. yeah and so i think it really didn't <clears> you know what i mean this pop, no. small pause is like a, it's the whole thing's crumbling because it has to it's, stop. exactly and it's like what else was going to happen to create such a global massive slow down in everybody no matter what country Mm -hmm. you are no matter where you are like it had to take something like this because how many people have been out here talking about self-care and Mm self-love and slowing down and connecting and interconnectedness and everything Mm -hmm. having everything helps everything like this isn't anything new this is stuff like we've like like known for hundreds of years however yeah it 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 goes in the direction of how it's gonna go. Mm-hmm. It's like the weather. I don't really care what it's gonna do outside of how I need to know how to layer today. Yeah, basically. that's all I care. You know what I mean? Like I don't even care. Like whatever. You want to be rainy? That's cool. How much rain? So that I know. Yeah. Can I really? Because I mean, I'm from LA. So can I? Can I wear my flip flops? So yeah. do I really need? Like, uh, is it raining or is it raining? Right, right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and exactly. either way, I gotta flow with it. Like whether or not I like, if it's pouring rain, if I wear my flip flops, it's not gonna stop the rain from falling. Exactly. Like I'm just gonna be out of luck. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But that's yeah. This surrender. You're so right about how we've been talking about it for so long, and um, we've we've seen this shift that's needed. And and I agree that I wasn't sure how it was going to come about and I could mm-hmm. feel we were getting closer and inching closer and closer and this is something we we have to count our blessings that it wasn't anything bigger because we were all talking for a while about right. a, a world war three so hmm. at least we're not right. dealing with that right now we're able to kind of yeah be safe where it's seeming like it, this kind of thing is it's not happening very quickly but it is allowing people to band together more and even yes. as a species to be like okay well if the human race is threatened Maybe we right. should like work together. Exactly. It's <laughs> right. not pointing fingers at who did it because we're all affected. Yeah. So yeah. so like it's like that state of acceptance that we have to come to <clears throat> to in order to move forward and um, not distracting ourselves from the ultimate goal. And that's kind of where we are now. The distractions have been placed away, and distractions can also be limitations as far as. Um, limiting us from doing what our true purpose is or what we what our soul is calling for essentially yeah so because all these distractions were limiting us we were getting pleasure out of I don't know going to the movies and doing all these things that are still valid for our social interaction but as far as feeding our souls we were kind of um, neglecting that mm-hmm. we were able to talk about it but we weren't really in- integrating it yes. and feeling it like even healer like I, even with myself like I talk about it and talk about it, but now that we're putting it into action, I'm seeing it on so many different levels that I wouldn't have even, I don't think, consciously connected to unless we were put in this position. Yes. So it's like gratitude for it, with also being mindful about um, the situation at hand, of course. And, yes. And I think that mindfulness also means being smart about it. And like, because a lot of people I've talked to, when we set, talk about being mindful about it, they just kind of, switch to the what the media is telling them and the limitations that are being spread and what we can't do and and what we shouldn't do and there's also the side of what we can do and what we should do Mm -hmm. that kind of sets that perspective and um the third one little like layer of this Mm -hmm. i would think we can bring it really close to the self and our internal self-imposed limitations 
and how we've all the limitations of the external they may fade away and we it may be all green lights go but we can still invoke these limitations within ourselves so we were talking earlier about like family conditioning and how that's kind of sets the ground the ground for how we grow and how we learn to navigate the world and Mm -hmm. something I've really been um sitting on I think it was after Anita showed me a video I can't remember who it was but we showed me on that hike about Mm. um how when we grow up in our families we are taught survival essentially and that's why we Mm -hmm. the, the unit is so important because it um, teaches us how to survive and how to what to avoid and what to embrace <clears throat> and then going back to the um, ancestral limitations we learn what to avoid and sometimes it's not always rational and sometimes it's not always something that we really should avoid so that's where it becomes self-imposed and in our wiring as we grew up and develop it has just become part of our fight or flight because it's become it was part of, it was present since we were babies so even no matter how, sometimes no matter how many times we say it or how many times we, we vocalize that we should have the self-care and we should be more free, those limitations really affect us on a nervous system level and really set this new layer of, I can do it, but you, you like personally, I will feel like anxious and certain, like those mm-hmm. emotions that come up when you yeah. hit that wall, it's like you're literally hitting that wall in your nervous system. Um, so if you guys have ever experienced that or like how to get around those anxieties of really releasing those fears, because limitation is really just fear of uh, in, in the self, at least the limitations we build for ourselves are the fear to see what's on the other side because we think it will hurt us. So what do you guys do to like really let them those walls that we've built up for ourselves like a tower moment? I feel like, honestly, you can't really get around it. But what you can do is you can rewire the brain to have a new response to what is now being introduced as the safe, supportive, feel-good way to move through what we're feeling. The more you allow yourself to confront things and you handle yourself with a lot of love and thoughtfulness and care... And the more and more that you do that, the less and less trepidation you have as far as venturing into areas that trigger you. Mm. And then the more you can start to make the connection that like, oh, okay, so this was here to to show me something. Oh, what is it? Let me see. What's going on? How do I fit? You know what I mean? Yeah. You, You start alchemizing this stuff. You know what I mean? Because- there isn't a way to get around the anxiety because the anxiety is just letting you know that, okay, it's like, it's like a timer. It's just a timer going off like ding, 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 ding. Mm-hmm. Like we want you to look at this. Like, yeah. like, we're, like we're done. We're done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my so- God. And the way it increases in volume, the more you ignore it. Exactly. It's like, you might as well just look at it now because you're yes. causing way more pain. Like, yes. Spending so much energy avoiding it. Like you could be spending yeah. half yes. that energy just unpacking it. And, you know, to give us credit, we just live in a society or an environment that uses shame and blame to 
get you to hold yourself accountable and to mm. make agreements that you're not going to come to certain places again. Ah, oh my gosh, you're preaching a word. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so, so you take your power back when you choose to stand in truth and integrity mm. on your own without having to have those things present. Oh. And then the more you beat people to the chase and you do that for yourself, mm-hmm. then you start to like the way that that feels to be clear and to be free. Yeah. And then, way more than the comfortability of the suffering. Exactly. It, and se- because it's all separation. I was talking to um, a friend of mine the other day and we were just talking about like um, loss, you know, mm-hmm. like when we lose, um, you know, loved ones in our lives and like how some people journey through it in one way and others journey through it in another and then mm-hmm. like they were like they were asking me like you know you've like I'm very you know proud of the way that you've been journeying through you know the loss of your mom and the loss of a lot of things you know and I just kind of felt like you sometimes with certain people in some cases when they get stuck and they are not able to move through is because they're in so much pain when it comes to separating from all those old beliefs that they had with that person about what life is. Mm. Wow. Because I don't care what anybody says, you feel that shift because when they cross over and you're standing in a place in your life where you're holding a belief system that does not really mm. reflect the source in which you come from, it is scary mm. and you do feel very mm. alone. You're, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That is a very like uncomfortable place, but that's because yeah. when they were a lot, when they were alive, you guys just kind of kept this thing back and forth going between you. Mm-hmm. But now they're in the full understanding of who they really are and what that and what this particular journey and mission was for them. And there is nothing but love at this point. Mm-hmm. But when Oof. you've left a, a loved one behind that's still there, they haven't done the journey work of opening the heart into that space just yet. I empathize with how that, that would be very lonely feeling because it's not necessarily a misstep. It's just this, it's like hopping from one hurdle to the next and you're in, in the, yes. in the midair. So there's nothing underneath yes. you and you're on your yeah. journey, but there's that, there's that feeling of like, I could fall. And then one hundred, yeah, yes, and and then and then and 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 that is again to get to that point and be able to say that makes perfect room for the next level of acceptance, which is uncertainty, and then getting comfortable with that, and then knowing that the kind of game that you're in and that you're playing is one where you are literally making it all up as you go along and you're connected to an infinite source of well-being that never runs dry and that is always available every time you ask. Yeah. I feel like that's definitely where we are kind of as a collective now, um, making um, peace with uncertainty and recognizing that even though we don't know what's going to happen, there is a plan here and it's a plan for all of us to thrive. And even if we can't see how it's going to come together, like we were talking about that trust and that faith helps us to keep putting one foot in front of the other and finding the ways that we can thrive wherever we are now. It's beautiful. The ways people are fighting to express their faith because for so long it was just like faith, at least in my perception growing up, when you say mm-hmm. faith, it goes to religion. Mm-hmm. 
And I mm-hmm. never, re- I personally never really resonated with religion. So I felt this lack mm-hmm. of faith and this, I didn't have this higher mm-hmm. calling. And I acknowledged that so young. And I was like, I really don't. And I knew that I wanted it too. I felt this, this feeling mm-hmm. where I wanted to have something to trust and something to believe in. And then as journeying within myself and going through my life experiences, I was able to find it at the source of the internal self mm-hmm. and then expand it into mm-hmm. my spirituality. And I think that us being in this period of self-isolation is awakening a lot of people to that self-power um, mm-hmm. and that self, that faith in the self that expands into the faith of the universe. And even people that are religious and stuff like they, they, I feel like they may have a quicker step to fall back on faith sometimes, but I just say mm-hmm. that from someone that never really experienced religion, but they're also seeing yeah. how not going to church, they can still practice and they can still uh, yeah. pray mm-hmm. and they can still have their routine, but now it's personal. Yeah. That brings us into our questions for you, Anita. What inspires you <laughs> to do the work that you do? What inspires me is seeing how dope we are as human beings and Mm -hmm. seeing what happens when you bring your body to the space that your spirit calls. Mm -hmm. And if I can be a part or facilitate or any of that, that is like so bomb and rewarding to me. So I'm just inspired to continue to do my work on myself because then it allows me to hold and be a container space for other people to learn how to do the same thing for them. So how do you deal with a challenge? <laughs> okay. I've, you know what? This has been the, the, the best way for me. First thing is I have to identify that I am in a challenge. And then mm-hmm. from from working with that... Once my body hears challenge, it starts getting like, ooh, like all up in my solar plexus and mm-hmm. my sacral area. Mm-hmm. It starts getting like, ooh, <laughs> playtime. What are we about to start making? Yes. Like, you know, and 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 so it it's like that because now I've gotten my brain through meditation. Because one of the things, one of one of the great benefits of like a fifteen minute a day meditation practice, and it can be something like literally just split up five five in the morning, five in the afternoon, five in the in the evening. It doesn't even have to be that hardcore. But what you end up doing when you have a regular meditation practice, you actually shift the size and proportions of certain types of um, aspects of the brain. One in particular is mm. the amygdala. And the amygdala is directly connected to our fight or flight um, response in our parasympathetic system. And what happens is that when you don't have a regular meditation life, and there's all different ways you can do that. It's not just limited to just sitting down and what people perceive is just emptying your mind. It's so many different ways to meditate. Mm -hmm. But By having a regular meditation practice, what that does is it actually allows you to shrink uh, mass size of your amygdala, which triggers your fight or flight response. And then you actually get to start to work new connectomes or new pathways for new neural connections that wire directly to your, your frontal lobe. 
Now, when you start looking at like, let's say your frontal lobe or your or your um, your prefrontal lobe, that is all of the area in space in the brain that is all about rational, rationalizing rationality mm. is one of the things that we have in our brains that some insects and certain animals don't have because they're just very highly in tune to their instincts, whereas we have the ability to use ration or, or we can rationalize. Mm. But that has to also be something that gets cultivated and it gets groomed over time. Because if you really think about it, the, the brain is it's powerful, but it's not that expansive in that it only knows what it knows. And it's encapsulated inside of a uh, bone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it can't move anywhere. Yeah. It's there. And it's in darkness. So the so it only knows and it only gets information through the through the level of vibration or frequency that we bring the body to the space in on a day to day basis. So mm. so you so you out here fucking around on low level type shit. Mm. And that's why your conversation, your food that you eat, mm-hmm. <laughs> the people you hang with reflect your your mental state of being based on how mm. you're tending to that space. So mm. when you're praying and you're meditating in a in a way that helps you to make new pathways and make new neural connections in another way, then you don't have to tap in on this other type of energy. You know that you can always go within self. So my yeah. so so I get excited when I find that I'm in the midst of a challenge because Ooh. I'm starting to be like, oh, how is this going to pan out? Mm-hmm. Like, like, I'm like, oh, okay. Can you grab my popcorn? Yeah, it's like, yeah, what I do. The- yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the brain is like a muscle. And like, I really love how you touched mm-hmm. on like the brain is, isn't, we give the brain a lot of credit where we could mm-hmm. be divvying up that credit between the brain, the heart, and the stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But the brain, mm-hmm. we've, we've been taught like, oh, it's the powerhouse, it's where we know all. but it has, it comes with limitations. Like you were just talking about, like there's certain things that it can just never do that we will not be able to understand because the brain is a muscle, but Mm -hmm. those limitations, we can, we can stretch them out. just like a muscle. You can get stronger. So sometimes we don't push ourselves with that daily meditation. We don't push ourselves to Mm -hmm. uh, find uh, neuroplasticity because Mm -hmm. we sit in our limitation of where our brain is at because we're convinced that it's doing the best that it can already. When in reality, if you just lift some weights, if you just practice with your brain a little bit, it expands to its best ability. But we get caught up in thinking, oh, we're only human. Well, what we can tap into what that means so much more. Yes. And I really like how you brought up how you feel that challenge in your in your sacral and in your solar plexus because Mm -hmm. that's that excitement building, but collectively we have labeled that as anxiety and feeling the butterflies in our stomach as something that labels fear when in reality it is that creative spark coming but we just as soon as we feel it we shut it down the movement of that Mm -hmm. yes because because again it's a a, here's another moment of renewing your mind Mm -hmm. you if you've never you know if you don't go there to try to educate and and help yourself know more than what you know, then you won't know that from a physiological perspective, fear and excitement are the same physiological response. The only reason why you label one, one thing and one another is because of the way you've trained yourself to view it. 
you could really say in context, ooh, I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> because that is real. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what you're feeling. It's that, that conditioning. Is exact, yes. It's that class, yes. It's like classical conditioning when they ring the yes. bell and the dog responds with salivating. Like mm-hmm. when we feel it in our stomach, we just respond with, oh, I must be scared. Like now that's mm-hmm. the limit you just put mm-hmm. on yourself right there. Now you have no room for expansion because you're trying to retract. Mm-hmm. Next question, Anita, which kind of ties into mm-hmm. this one. How do you let really tap into your presence? Recently, I've been just being more keenly aware to when I am pressing the need to move fast. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. for me, I like to move fast. Like I love everything fast. I love fast cars. I love roller coasters. (laughs) I (laughs) I love fast. I love everything that's fast. It feels good. However, I know that Everywhere I am, that's not always the most appropriate for me to get out of the situation what I need. Mm -hmm. So I stay present by checking in with my body to see, do I feel in flow with where I am? Ooh, love it. Mm -hmm. Because here's the thing, like we get like in the healing journey or process, you are going to get to a point where you will get a reprieve of certain types of people, spaces, behaviors, things like that. You're going to get a reprieve because, you know, the universe is gracious. So you're not going to have to journey through all that with all of that on your plate. Right. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. we sometimes get addicted <laughs> to not having all that. And we think like, oh, this is the new way of life. And then we find out that we've gotten back out into this world again for another go round. And then it's like, we're like shocked, like a bait, like a newborn baby. You dipped off for a minute, you cocoon, you healed. You learn some new things about who you are, what you like, and what you don't like. You've been released to get back out here, but you have to use the intel that you're getting from your environment to figure out what's that appropriate amount of balance for you. Because on one level, yes, it does matter how you feel, but then also on another level, it does matter how your message is being received because we're in a relationship with everything. Mm. All these relationships we have, Ray and I are just pull a card mm. on this. They're all eternal. Mm. So yeah. there, so always bring a level of re- reverence or respect to the fact of like, you know what? I may not agree that this person thinks that I'm being like an asshole right now, but may, I mean, I do know I have had tendency. Yeah. So, uh, let me yeah. let me just slow up a little bit and let me look. And then usually when I look and see, I'm like, oh, I just wanted to drive fast. And they and they drive four cylinders. So, okay, mm. no problem. Where can I comfortably shift to where I can still be me and they can still be them? It really gets to the heart of how presence yes. is weaved into our daily life. Yes. You're looking at the situation. You're looking at the person. You're mm-hmm. looking at what's happening now. Mm-hmm. And you're adjusting mm-hmm. to deal with that. Yeah, that's full presence because mm-hmm. that's like we talk. Like mm-hmm. I feel like every everything comes back to this, that surrender into the moment. Surrender and presence. Mm-hmm. So, Anita, what is the <laughs> mm-hmm. focus of your spirit right now? The focus of my spirit is to feel good. I am not here for a long mm-hmm. time. I'm here for a good time. <laughs> In the words of Drake. <laughs> <laughs> honestly even in the moments of challenge you know Mm -hmm. I want to feel good if I'm for example like say I'm picking up a new hobby or I'm picking up like okay like right now I'm going through a yoga teacher's training and 
I mean, I've never spoke in Sanskrit mm-hmm. before now, or you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I've never, yeah, I had to like, yeah, and I never even, I never even knew anything about sutras unless, like, let's say our instructor was introducing it during, mm-hmm. you know, Shavasana or something. I mean, but that was the extent of it. So, yeah, I mean, I have a choice. I can sit here and I can feel away, or I can just acknowledge that that's how I feel, but know that that has nothing to do with where I'm going to ultimately be. This is just where I am right now. Then that helps me yeah. shift into feeling better about showing up in the practice, giving what I have mm. and then releasing whatever attachments I have to an outcome. Exactly. The last question is what is the focus of your human work? Ooh. Well, we know about your yoga teacher. Training. Yes, yes. What else are you up to? I mean, I'm still in school now. I'm going at, you know, a pace that works for me. Amen. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so the funny thing is, I mean, there's so many different possibilities or potentials as far as where I can go. However, it's kind of one of those things where I'll know exactly what it is when I get there because what's what yeah. feels most comfortable, you know what I mean? Because what feels most comfortable for me is to be in a call and a response relationship with the universe. Like I have, I have things that I want to do and I definitely ask and I put it out there, but I wait for when I get to that point where it's like, okay, this is my deadline. I have to make a decision. I wait until I'm there to make the decision because I have to go with what is. I don't like to any, like the focus of my human work isn't any more of like coming up with these ideas of what I should or shouldn't do and then spend all my time with this effort and energy to create Mm -hmm. or manufacture. Like I'm not because now here's the thing like I and this was just a recent post <clears throat> on my Facebook <clears throat> excuse me where I was like your the mind is a beautiful thing as long as it's mm. in servitude to the heart there's this research group that's um up north in San Francisco and maybe about maybe I think like 20 or 30 years ago they actually um were responsible for releasing like very groundbreaking research on the heart and the um, different cells that make up the heart. Now, the, the all you know, throughout all our body and our organs, we have all these hundreds of millions of billions of cells that do what it does to keep us going. So one thing that they stumbled upon with the heart is that the heart actually has um, what's called mirror neurons, which are things that the brain produces. So in order for the brain, yes, yes. And so what made it so groundbreaking and what made it so interesting is because nowhere had anybody ever did the research to study to see, do your organs have their own agenda for what they want to do that is separate from the brain? Wow. Even though the brain is the one that is telling everything what to do and where to go and how to do it, is the brain in sync Mm. with the body? So I am just so fascinated by that. And I mean, I don't know exactly where I'm going to go next. I, cause even with me being in this yoga training, I had no idea a year ago that I would be doing this, but the opportunity presented itself and it literally on all levels felt right. And so, you know, I did it. So I don't know, like I'm still, I'm still open. I'm really 
passionate about um, occupational therapy because I see how occupational therapy is starting to take a different spin than what it traditionally has. Like in the past, mm-hmm. it was like kind of a lot of people like limited to like, let's say, um, you know, like rehab facilities. Like if you've had a stroke or a car accident and you need help with yeah. with your fine motor skills. But now I'm starting to see that they're using like UCLA uses occupational therapists as person to help facilitate. Okay. This is how we go about and we practice this. This is Um. how we practice that. So I'm really into that. I just don't know exactly to what extent it's going to be. How can we watch you grow into the the yogini that you are? I am on Instagram and my Instagram is Anita Shears, A-N-I-T-A. S-H-E-E-R-S and the same thing on Facebook. So you can find me on Facebook or you can find me on Instagram. Thank you so much, Anita, for talking with us. Bye. Bye. Thank you, ladies. Bye. This week in Wu Wei. Just how is you? This week has been loud. (laughs) I feel like at this point where we're at, it just keeps getting more and more intense, like snowball effect. We're we're taking in the lessons we learned of the past week and integrating them, and then piling on top of them. But it's good. Um, This week, my Wu Wei really was about um, starving the ego and feeding the spirit. After journaling about it and sitting with myself for a while, um, I've come across a lot of uh, moments where my ego has kind of led the show as far as my thinking process and what I think I need or what I think I want. Mm. And so I have that in my head. And then when I don't get my ego isn't fed, I reach that disappointment or, or related to our discussion. I feel that limitation. Um, so I've been kind of reframing it and seeing where the starvation of the ego is not, something bad because it may be starving the ego and helping it diminish, but also feeding the spirit. So bringing that balance back in and where I'm not feeding the ego's wants, I'm teaching the ego a new way to find fulfillment, to find the peace and the love that the ego is ultimately looking for, but maybe not in the best way. So I've been met with a lot of those, um, some more voluntary than other experiences that have ultimately brought me to that (laughs) lesson, but I surrender and I flow with it. So we're good. We're doing great. How about you, Yannick? What Ah, has your Wu Wei been like this week? It has been really interesting. Like you said, it is definitely like we're going from elementary and then the next week we're in college and then the Mm -hmm. next week we're getting graduate degree. It's very big steps we're taking. (laughs) But I definitely have felt the pull within myself to just go where I'm interested and where I'm led and where the creativity um, takes me and even learn to question some of the times when I was resisting creativity to really be like okay what's going on in there and because obviously right now you want to move you want to do something so why are you resisting that so it's been a real um, (laughs) journey to go within and, and see what's really going on with me and what I can release and what I can like take on and what yes, can, like, open help communication is the, with ourselves. Thank you everyone yeah. for listening in on this week's discussion. We hope that there yes. are a lot of uh, pockets of insight that we were able to take and then integrate into our daily lives. I know I have lots that I've learned just from this talk alone, but until oh, yeah, next week, stay elevated. <laughs>